This should not be the cold open, Brent. I noticed that now you're recording. You oh, did not give us a warning. For a bit. He doesn't warn us. <laughs> That's the point of the cold open. Set your phases to sexy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of True North Nerds! Yay! Yay! This week, we are covering Lower Decks, the Star Trek animated TV show. Was it good? Was it okay? Was it meh? We'll find out. But first, as we do every week, we have Ryan with the news. Ryan? Hello! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jen... You didn't introduce us, Brent. How are they going to know who we are? Oh, for fuck. At this point, they should. Fi- I'm sure they know who it is. <laughs> They'll figure it out as we go. I'm Ryan. That's Kevin. You heard Brent and Jen as well. The, the female. Oh, thanks. On with I'm the news. The female. <laughs> uh, where to start? It's not a great news week, that's for sure. None of the news stories are real positive. Um, let's see. So we got, uh, oh, Halo, the new Halo game. Yeah. Everybody's looking forward to that with the new Xbox. So when it comes out, get it first day when the, when the Xbox comes out, you can play Halo. No, you can't. It's been delayed. It's been pushed back on the bright side. They're not putting out a shitty game and then fixing it. They're just going to delay it and hopefully put out a a good game. Forget this. Who it was. It was a quote. It's like, if you, you know, if you delay a game and put it out and it's good, no one remembers the delay. If you put out a shitty game and then make it better, it's always thought of as a shitty game. Um, ooh, more video game news. Rocksteady Studios has a new DC video game coming out, and we got a title called uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. That's a good title. Yep. So uh, that should be, uh, you know, I guess we will learn more about it at uh, DC fandom this weekend so by the time this comes out you can probably find out more about this oh i just read this one today did you guys hear about this so olivia wilde has uh, signed on to the sony pictures universe of marvel characters i just read that she's signed on to direct a female well she's gonna direct a female uh led marvel film project for sony uh she will also co-write it She's directing yep. and co-writing the film alongside Katie Sil- Silberman uh, and Amy Pascal and Rachel O'Connor are going to be producing. Uh, the rumors suggest that the secret project will be a Spider-Woman movie. Yeah, Which Spider-Woman? Don't know. What properties does uh, what Marvel properties does Sony have that that didn't revert besides Spider-Man? Yeah, Anything and everybody the, the related Spider-Man to Spider-Man universe. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. then like, but that's it, right? They just have the Spider universe, the Spider verse. Yeah. I believe yeah. so. At and this everything point. else was reverted to Disney. Yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, in the Spider, I mean, it's a big a universe. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, between but between I, Spider-Man, like the different Spider-Mans and the different spiders. Oh yeah. Also different villains, right? All those Spider-Man villains. 
That's why at yeah, one point even, we almost had a Silver Sable Black Cat movie. Yeah, and there's a there's a bunch of like tangentially connected characters that were also part of the deal. Like uh, I don't remember what the character's called, but he looks a lot like Spawn. That like he had like a five issue miniseries, and that was it. And apparently, like Sony has looked at developing that as a film. So they've got a lot of characters they can play with. It'll be Spider-Woman or Spider-Woman or Spider-Woman. Or Spider-Gwen. Well, Spider-Girl. It could be. Well, she's not. See, that's the thing. So she's not really ever. She's only ever briefly referred to as Spider-Girl. Because even in in her own world, her universe, she was always called Spider-Woman. Then Spider-Gwen. And then once once she got outed. I'm talking about May Parker, Spider. Oh, that'd be a whole different thing. That would be interesting too. Yeah. So do you think, think they'll they'll tie it into the Tom Holland Spider Verse, or are they going to like start their own Spider Verse, like separate of Tom Holland's and the Marvel Universe? Oh, uh, that's the fifty million dollar question there. Maybe yeah. it'll be. Maybe it will be She Venom. What is that a real thing? Could um, be. It, it uh, I don't think there's. The a, I don't think she was ever called she venom, but there's been female symbiotes. Oh my yeah. god, is it just venom with like big red lips and a bow on her head? No, <laughs> no. If she was designed in the '70s, that's what I could see it being. Well, no, no, no. You're, we're talking about <laughs> mid '90s, so we're talking yeah. about boobs uh, the the size of Pamela Anderson's. Oh, know. so boobs and, extremely. For some reason, she's like not symbiote from the waist down. She just has like a really high cut bathing suit that symbiote but then she has sexy legs no it's more like she's wearing like a leather bondage suit like skin tight black suit over gigantic melons yep well there goes the pg rating on this show i guess i don't know <laughs> uh, i would bet it's probably spider woman or maybe spider gwen just depending on how much of a stretch. So uh, Olivia Wilde best... directed before, like she directed yeah, she Booksmart, did... and yeah. that's who that's who the co-writer is too. Is yeah. they worked on Booksmart together, which was a very good teen comedy centered mm-hmm. around female characters. I think the best thing they should do was if they either do a spy type thing with Jessica Drew as your Spider Woman, or just do Spider Gwen. And have it be an alternate universe, even to the rest of their to the rest of their Marvel movies, if you wanted to. Yeah. Because of the whole, I guess it really comes down to how connected Morbius and Venom are to uh, the next Spider-Man movie, or right now, how much are they connecting to the rest of the Marvel universe? Yeah. Uh, If they're starting to connect them more with it, and then you can, you know, you want to do this Spider-Gwen separately, you can, and because that's the established canon for it is. It's an, another reality. So if you do that, you can even start off with the whole, you know, do like they did in the comic with the origin and have, you know, have it be Peter becomes the lizard and gets killed in a fight with Spider-Gwen. Ooh, that would be cool. And in many ways, Into the Spider-Verse has already conditioned the audience to it, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. then you can, then if they wanted to, see if there's, so here's, you know, if Sony's smart and they're listening, they make Spider-Gwen, they establish it's in a different universe, and then they can just branch out from there as much as they want without and without anybody wondering how it's connecting to the MCU 
um, without having to worry about connecting it to the MCU. They can bring in yeah. other versions. They can play with the versions of the characters that they want to use, and they can use one version of them in that and do a more traditional version in whatever they connect to the MCU movies. Like It opens up the multiverse for them. And then they could even do their own Spider-Verse live-action movie and bring her in and bring that. Or I do like the idea of doing uh, like a Mae Parker Spider-Girl and bring back someone like Tobey Maguire, who's got to be what? Yeah. How old is he now? He's about our age, I think. I think he's older than us. Because he was older than us when he was in Spider-Man. He oh, is no, he's uh, probably not Leonardo DiCaprio's me. age because they're buddies. Yeah. So he or could easily have a teenage daughter. Maybe McGuire got married and had kids. Yeah. But no. Hang on, now I gotta him. look up how old Toby McGuire is. Forty five. Oh. Okay, so there. He could easily Kevin have a teenage daughter. So we could they could they could make it. He's you know, have him as an older Spider Man and his teenage daughter, May Parker, is becoming Spider Girl. And open up that and then it's like tying that and then you get to, you know, you can, you can even make it so if you wanted, that's a continuation of the Sam Raimi Spider-Verse movies or Spider-Universe. Yeah. And we'll just forget that Andrew Garfield's ever existed. Or if you ever do a Spider-Verse, you can bring Andrew Garfield back in too. And it's still, but, you know, so it, it opens them up to multiple options down the road. But that's just me and what do I know? I, I don't run a multi-million dollar film studio with <laughs> Spider-Man movie rights. So that, that was the one interesting news I found out today. Okay, so what do we want to talk about first? Do we want to talk about the major shakeup at Warner Brothers Media, or do we want to talk about DC fandom? Uh, let's do the shakeup because it might be a, a little tie on the into it. Side. Okay, Brent, it's all yours, boss. So last week, uh, DC, well, Warner Brothers decided to do some major layoffs, and DC Comics was definitely under the knife. Uh, I'm just trying to find a complete list of who is gone, yeah. but it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's, Some whole sections, Japanese, like DC Direct, the DC Flexibles. DC Direct is no more. The, uh, I believe the, the guy who was in charge of the, uh, the Black Label books, he's gone. Uh, Editor-in-Chief Bob Harris is gone. Uh, editors Brian Cunningham and Mark Doyle are gone. Senior VP of Publishing Strategy and Support Services, Hank Gonzalez, uh, is gone. VP of Marketing, Jonah Weiland, who was for, like, years at uh, Comic Book Resources, he's gone. VP of Global, Global Publishing Initiatives and Digital Strategy, Bobby Chase, who Bobby Chase has been in comics, like, since I was a kid. She worked at Marvel for quite a while. I think she was an editor on... Uh, part of Todd McFarlane's run on Spider-Man. And she's been let go. Uh, I remember Bobby Ch reading Bob books Bobby Chase wrote for Marvel in the 90s. Yeah. So it, it's like they, they called it a bloodbath and quite rightfully so. <laughs> because a lot of books because of like these cuts, a lot of books are now being axed. Uh, it's somewhere I can't remember where I saw it but it's like a good percentage of books are ending in uh, November and December mm -hmm. that were sort of unexpected uh, the, the biggest notable one 
is the latest version of Hellblazer, which by all accounts is a great book and was selling okay, but wasn't selling enough not to get the axe. Uh, the the current story is is uh, while DC will focus on publishing efforts still that their line is going to be much slimmer. So you know it's it's going to be less offshoot books and more books that we will see like that you know will sell. Well, yeah, so, they're, well, they're canceling Batman, what? Superman, anything with a movie tie-in, yeah. like directly related. They've already Not announced anything. Justice League, Young Justice, uh, not Justice, Young Justice, uh, Teen Titans, Aquaman are all getting the axe. Yeah. They should just change it from DC Comics that we only make Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's that's not entirely true. Now, this is the physical publishing. They have said they are going to do a real big focus over the next two years in digital. Uh, so that is a thing that they're looking at. I guess it's a good idea, but the the other thing is bookstores because bookstores have been carrying uh, pretty much DC's trades and doing quite well with it. So we we may actually see the return of like original graphic novels in in more of a heavier position coming out of bookstores. Like there there is that possibility that what we would have seen serialized as like a six issue arc we just won't get it in floppy anymore well it'll be like european books we'll just get it the whole thing at once and trade now this isn't a um uh an event that's just confined to dc comics like there was a huge cut cut back at at um warner at&t aol time yeah so we even talked about what what we now know was the start of this which was the uh, the executive who was behind, who was in charge of like the Turner networks. He was let go. Uh, I want to say a week or two before these layoffs came over, and that's a Warner Brothers property. The, it's it it's just all of this kind of came at once. And in terms of our show, it's kind of the major focus. But the like, you know how I've accounted like the last. I, I bring it up every so often how I've heard that DC Comics, the the print property, doesn't actually make Warner Brothers any money. Mm. So that seems to have a little bit more truth to it than maybe some people thought. Um, Jim Lee stated in, in in probably the only interview we're going to get about the DC layoffs that about... 20 to 25 percent of the comic books that DC produces were not making money, and those are part of the ones that have been cut, right? Like, and that's a pretty big if you think of their line, that's a pretty big percentage of stuff. Now, Jim seems to be safe for now, but it sounds like he's going to be transitioning out of his role at some point, uh, or at least that seems to be the story that's going around within the next year, maybe two years. But there are some interesting kind of wrinkles to this that are sort of good at the same time. So uh, with Bob Harris out, we now have two editor-in-chiefs at DC, both of which are women. Uh, Marie Jevons and Michelle Wells have been promoted upwards. Uh, I don't know about having two editors-in-chief, and granted, they are in-term 
editor, so or interim editor, so we'll we'll see. Uh, but you know, it, it's uh, it's an interesting idea to have too. But it's a nice a nice thought that both women got uh, bumped up. The mm-hmm. other thing is is right now we're also getting rumors of certain. Remember how we talked about five G being dead not too long ago. Yes. The, the, well, apparently it might not be as dead as everybody thought because John Ridley, who was the, he's the guy who uh, did the screen, it was the screenwriter of 12 years a slave that they had brought on to DC to do a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. And it all got postponed and it looked like yep. some of it wasn't going to see print. Yep. It sounds like his Batman is going to be coming out like as it was. Or at least close to it. So we're talking Luke Fox as Batman. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Like the shifts seem to be. I, I don't think we're going to see all five G. I have a sneaky suspicion that in Ridley's case, one, you have an Oscar nominated or, or winning screenwriter who is writing a Batman book that they paid for like you know they they have paid this guy probably more than your average comic book writer to do this i imagine what happened is some but some suit at warner brothers went and we're doing nothing with this are you nuts at the very least we paid for it put the fucker in print yeah (laughs) so it might be. It might end up being an Elseworld, or it might end up like they probably tweaked it a little bit to be an, either an Elseworld or a limited to the Bat Universe event. You know what I mean? Right. Now, is he the same person who's writing that secret history of the DC Universe, which was also them? postponed for the longest time, and now yeah. it's been added back it, to the it, schedule? I'm really interested to read that. And and like at the same time, with this we are getting the, the tie in. Like another thing that's popped out of this is the rumors of Milestone Comics have reappeared, mm-hmm. which is I think is a good thing, especially given everything that's going on in the world. It wouldn't be a bad idea to bring these back out. But we, I guess we'll uh, we'll hear more about that at uh, DC Fandom. Which we are going to talk about now. How's nice that segue. Awkward segue. There you go. Nice segue. Smooth as butter. Yeah, uh, with uh. rocks in it. Yep. <laughs> Smooth as the margarine I left in my car for two hours yesterday when I got home from work. Oh. Was it yep. still in the container? Yep. Oh, it's uh, fine. Oh, okay. It's one of those things, you know, go to the grocery store after work, stop and get food, get home have to park out on the road because they're doing construction, grab stuff, walk in the house, two hours later go, oh shit, I forgot the dish soap and margarine that I bought out in the car. Mm. Oops. <laughs> go outside, get it, bring it back inside. Yeah. Margarine Throw in the oil. fridge. It'll be fine. Oh, yeah. It was solid when I used it this morning, so it's all fine. Yeah, it's fine. You're but not as dead. As solid it's as good. margarine ever is. <laughs> Anyway, okay. back away from my groceries. I was going to say that ruined the segue. <laughs> That's what I am, ruiner of segues. <laughs> um, so DC fandom, a global experience, as they call it, 
is supposed to be DC Comics uh, version of Comic Con at home. Yeah, it's supposed to be a 24-hour event uh, taking place this Saturday, uh, which would have been last Saturday as you're, if you're listening to this. Uh, but it has been changed, and now it's going to be a two-day event. So it will be held on August 22nd and September 12th. Wow. Before there was going to be, uh, I guess the way the schedule was set up, there would be panels, uh, or at least the videos, you know, the panels would be possibly overlapping and different tracks. Now it sounds like it's just one track uh, for Saturday. It's going to be an eight-hour presentation, and then the other stuff will will be the same thing uh, or similar on the 12th. Uh, from what I can read, it looks like uh, the one that on Saturday is going to be is DC Fandom Hall of Heroes, and it's going to be maintaining its original schedule, or at least its original schedule date. And then uh, it doesn't really say what's in that, and I can't, I haven't been able to get a hold of the schedule. Not that they changed it. Uh, my, from what I can tell, it looks like this one is mostly our live action stuff. So we'll get our tease for the Snyder Cut. Um, any up, you know, the panels about the, the CW verse, all the new shows, the, the DC Universe shows that are moving to HBO Max or, and whatever other homes they have now. So that stuff should still be this weekend. And I think the comic book stuff may be the, the stuff that's moving to the 12th yeah. because that one's called um, DC Fandom Explore the Multiverse. Mm. And there's also a, a kids' area that's going to be accessible then. And this is all, apparently all the virtual arenas and stuff were designed by Jim Lee. It sounds like it's interesting, you know, but other than having to sign up to watch it, I just wish they did it like San Diego. And it was like, here's it's on the YouTube channel, go to YouTube, watch it on YouTube, be done with it. But it looks like you have to like sign up with like email addresses and information yeah. and and uh, it looks like there are more panels than you can watch all at once. They, they seem to be overlapping. I'm looking at a schedule that IGN has published. And When was it published, though? Because they just a- changed it. Four hours ago. Okay. Because, yeah, the article I'm reading says, you know, it was from eight hours ago, and it says to go to this link for the new the new panel, or the new schedule. I, and at least the, the Saturday one, it says... Uh, you know, rather than previously released schedule, which had multiple panels presented at overlapping times, the event will now be an eight-hour-long presentation available for fans to watch as many as three times for 24 hours. Mm. The yeah, new schedule is available here. Click on the link. It doesn't say click on the link. Uh, IGN's um, uh, webpage was updated an hour and a half ago. Oh, okay. And it still has the uh, overlapping thing. Hmm. So, so, I don't know. Lo and behold, DC doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yeah, so we should get some interesting news. At the very least, the talk of the Snyder Cut and what its new title is going to be. Because um, I guess it's not going to be called uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. It's going to mean something else. He apparently there was a joke already. He, he joked about it wanting it to be called Zack Snyder's Justice League, but I guess uh, they're not letting them call it that. No. There are some interesting things on this schedule. If if the IGN report is is uh, still accurate, is accurate, including a performance by Chris Dotry and um, okay, there are panels about uh, 
Um, video games. Um, Warner Brothers Games Montreal announcement. Yeah, that should be the Rockstar one. Yeah, Bravo, the, 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 is it, we're thinking it's a Suicide Squad game, aren't we? Yeah. No, it's been announced as a Suicide They've already announced the title for the one, right? There was the teaser. It has a picture of uh, what looks like Superman's head. Might not be Superman. Could be a Bizarro. And then it's got like a crosshair on his head that says Suicide Squad. And then there was the, apparently the announcement that came out where it was called. There was a, a new Rockstar game called Suicide Squad Killing the Justice League. And now yeah. Yeah, kill the Justice League. Anyway, there's uh, lots of interesting things, and uh, maybe I'll just wait. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, a friend of ours, Nate Milton, is covering that stuff, so uh, maybe we'll talk to Nate and get the inside scoop of what what it was like to go there. The, it, go there. To virtually <laughs> go unquote, there? To virtually go there uh, if uh, one of us doesn't happen to catch anything. Question uh, for you. What do you think the yeah. odds are that Marvel will drop a major trailer this weekend? Maybe a uh, trailer. Oh, uh, I don't or, know. I actually, yeah. so, you know what I see it as? Won't it won't be on the same day as it? I could really see them dropping something Friday. Friday, like the day before, so that all the buzz going into the DC event is talking about them. Yeah, whatever. What would they have left to drop? What haven't we seen? We haven't seen anything from the Eternals yet. Yeah. We could get a full trailer for WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We or could get an episode of we could What get If. A full tra- we, we could get a full trailer for Winter Soldier and the Falcon. The Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier. We haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Apparently they, they have started seems a filming little bit more likely just because we know that's going to like air when it was supposed to. Yeah. But who Yeah, knows? I can definitely see like I, I, you know what? I can even see a combination of those. Maybe they'll come out and just announce that uh, an actual release date for Black Widow. Yeah, that's always Disney a Plus. possibility too. Wait, I could even see them waiting till Sunday or Monday and see, okay, what if anything big comes out of this DC thing and then gauge their response? Uh, could be. Like, how I, big do we need to go to, to just kind of screw them over and make, them, make their announcement disappear? You know what would be the biggest dick move ever? But here's I, Black I, Widow. Yeah, here's Black Widow for free on Disney Plus. And you hear the mic drop right then and there. I don't, one one I really day don't only, Saturday. And I guess when this ep- episode airs, we'll know if I'm clairvoyant or not. Yeah. But would that be just the ultimate, like, because nobody would be talking about anything from those DC panels. No. It would all be it would all be centered around like can you believe that D- Marvel actually just dropped it without any pre-announcement? Like yeah. no. where it's free on Disney Plus. But was, I, oh, I think there's too much money in that movie tied up for them well, to do it. So here's what they do though. 24 hour release. You drop or even less. You drop it like the Saturday morning and by midnight it's off again. It's just a one day oh. thing. Just to mess up their their one day event. <laughs> no, oh. it, it, that that would be really good for that. But the problem is, is you wouldn't get any added subscribers. Like if they're going to do that, they're going to want money. 
And the minute that movie hits Disney Plus is the minute it hits pirate streams. That's you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. So I don't I don't see it. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it in a way that they feel will leverage for Disney Plus getting like it would be on for like, yep. I, I would say like if they they did it shortly, it'd be for like a week. At least I do week. like that idea though, Ryan. That's kinda evil. Yeah. <laughs> I think if they're gonna drop any movie next weekend though, or this weekend though, it'll be New Mutants, not uh, not uh, that would probably be the yep. the financially responsible choice. Yeah. yeah. Uh so that's pretty much everything I've got. Kevin's got some news though. I've got a few things. Here's a big one. Uh, there's a new movie opening in theaters next Friday that I think we're all interested in going to see. Tenet. Tickets are I available now. I have no idea what that's about. Nobody does. But tickets are available for Friday, August 28th at the Aurelia Cineplex, at the Barry Galaxy, and the Barry North Cineplex. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm interested, but I... I just don't know. Like I, I it's like uh, it's the uh, first new movie since the pandemic started. Yeah, but it's it's also like like I know it'll do well. Don't like it's more me like I don't know whether I'm going to bother seeing it. It's like I love movies. I love going to the theater. Um it, truth be told, we are going to t- kind of test drive that in a limited sort of fashion next week or the maybe. week after. Well, I mean, maybe it's well, so. Maybe. Saw maybe. <laughs> yeah, and the in in the way we were looking at it, it was pretty self-contained. But mm-hmm. like, uh, and like, and it's not only that. It's like if it was Black Widow. I, I think, I, like weirdly, I'd be more apt to to be interested in it. It's just the it. There's nothing in the trailers. Like it looks neat. I think it'll be spectacular on the big screen. But there's nothing in those trailers that's really pulling me in. Right. I, and I think it's like, and it's it's like the. I think it's because the mystery of Christopher Nolan isn't much of a mystery anymore. You know what I mean? It's like the, it's. You know the M Night Shyamalan twist, or J.J. Uh, Abrams' mystery box way of making lens flare. Yeah, so it's it's like it. I don't know. It's like I'm sure it's going to be a good movie. I'm sure I'll like it, but I just like there's not as much interest in it for me as I thought there would be going into it. I just thought you might want to go see any new movie. Especially if it's even tangentially related to what we talk about. I really want to see a new movie, but I want to do it safely, and it's really got to be something that's like, yeah, you know what I, I mean? Yeah, I, I really and... want to go see a movie too, but yeah, I'm like, you can't. The way that things are set up now, um, you can't guarantee that the people are going to sit in their assigned seats because nothing's like it's not blocked off. They just say no. sit in those seats and hope that you do. And, I mean, there's nothing to say people are going to wear their masks the whole time. Nobody is enforcing any of the rules. Mm. And I don't trust the public after working in libraries <laughs> for this long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, public, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I just thought that's a bit of good news that there is a movie. Yeah, no, like... A, that is good news, though. Yeah. 
Uh, here's some other good news. Uh, I I found a few bits of things. Uh, there is a new talk show coming to Disney Plus. It is called Earth to Ned, and it is made by the Jim Henson Company. It is hosted by an alien puppet named Ned. Uh, there was a tra- trailer released by Disney Plus uh, yesterday, and the show will premiere on September the 4th. So, it looks Cute. interesting. Uh, the Swamp Thing, the show that we aired on DC Universe, is getting a broadcast uh, debut on CW starting October 6th. So, uh, people who missed it on DCU... Uh, we'll be able to see uh, to see it. There is now no original programming left on DC Universe. Even Titans has been announced that it's going to HBO um, HBO Plus. Or yeah, we we, we mentioned so, some of that last uh, yeah. Last so episode. yeah, there's no reason to subscribe to DC Universe now, which is yeah. fine. Um, one, I've got a couple more short things. Uh, Jensen Ackles from Supernatural has joined the cast of The Boys with season three. He's finally Ooh. getting his superhero movie. Yes, he is. <laughs> After he failing to get the couple Marvel movies, he, he's, he's not going to be. It's not a well, movie, Brent. It's a well, TV show. show. Yeah, he, he's going to be playing Soldier Boy, the original superhero. I guess he's like the Captain America of the Boys universe. And the last piece of good news I have is that um, if you did not see the six Star Trek short treks that aired this year between the end of Discovery and the beginning of Picard, CBS has put them online for free on YouTube. Um, oh, good. We have not seen those. You can watch them there. Hooray. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't think we've seen them. Some sort of shitty Star Trek news. Kevin, did you see the uh, GoFundMe for Nichelle Nichols' family? No. Oh, it's it's not good. Um, Nichelle Nichols, who uh, obviously played uh, Ohura in the original Star Trek, uh-huh. uh, her family has launched a uh, GoFundMe to basically fight the her manager i guess and who they're accusing of elder abuse and like they they basically want to try and bring in uh nickel's only son as full-time caregiver and conservator uh but it sounds like they they're accusing that should get us out of lawsuits um accusing the the manager who was like living for free on a property she owned and um essentially of stealing a lot of her money at the at this state like there it's very much it sounds very similar to what we saw with Stan Lee during the the last couple months of his life and it it, it sucks but and it's like you know, it's it it's what their family is saying. Remember last year when we reported there was a video out of her yelling at her son. Mm-hmm. There, the family is claiming that was set up by this manager, and like it, it, to make the family look bad and to increase his power over Michelle. Ah. So, yeah, it's. It sucks. I hate it when I see this, but like I, I thought it was something we should maybe mention a little bit since we've mentioned 
the the previous side of it. But they're yep. like they're accusing him of stealing uh, appearance fees, uh, her pension, social security, and mm. like and basically a house. Mm. Which, like, for a woman her age, that's where a majority of her money was coming from, was those sources. Yeah. That's sad. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it get, hopefully, whatever the problem is, it gets straightened out, and she gets to live out the rest of her days comfortably and happy. That's what I wish. And yeah. if, if you feel inclined to give the... I'm not going to... I, I'm probably but that who knows where the link will be by the time this comes out but if you look up, up Michelle Nichols on and go find me on I j- it just it just came up in my Facebook feed and uh, they've raised uh, $42,000 already yeah well, and that's it, not bad. I I also think it, it says something to uh, the accusations that um, Walter Koenig has come on board to support this. You know, he, he's kind of sticking his neck out there where he wouldn't really have to, other than it's a friend of his that he's obviously worried about. So mm-hmm. hopefully it's for the better soon. Uh, any other news items? Anybody got anything? That's about it. There've been some rumors that there's going to be shakeups at the st- in, in the Star Trek uh, division of CBS, but those rumors are only being reported by the fan, the quote unquote fan sites that have been hating on everything Alex Kurtzman's done since he took over. So I put no faith into those rumors at all. Yeah. Because haters gotta hate. Yep. Yep. Well, there was the announcement that the uh, that that new series is going to be um, episodic instead of being right. a long form story. Right, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, the Captain That's Pike and Spock series. Yes. Which kind of makes sense by the sounds oh, yeah. of what we've heard about the show. It makes sense. And then, like, you know, we now have two different Star Trek shows or yep. ty- types of shows that are, if you like the, the nature of, you know, going into like a long form story format, you have Discovery and Picard. And if you want more, just like jump in and they go down. Meet some aliens, morality play, come back next episode, then you'll have this one. Exactly. I, I think it's a, a pretty good idea. So. I, I've got to think that if if Star Trek really was in the toilet, they would not be commissioning new series all the time. <laughs> uh, no. So the haters have to hate, and I yeah. think CBS is uh, CBS is knows what they're doing. And uh, there wouldn't be five Star Trek shows on television right now if they weren't making any money off of Star Trek. Agreed. Exactly. Speaking of Star Trek shows... Another seamless segue. It was until you ruined it. (laughs) If you point out the the segue, it doesn't count. That's why I saved my Star Trek news to the end. Exactly. That's why I waited to throw to that until the end. See, we're all consciously planning it. We are this week reviewing Lower Decks, the animated series from CBS Access, also available on Crave here in Canada, um, created by one of the guys who was involved with Rick and Morty. Uh, this is a Star Trek animated series that, while being a comedy, 
does exist in the universe of at least next generation. Uh, I think I covered all the, the bases there. Pretty much, yep. yeah. Oh, Sounds right. Um, so uh, we'll leave Kevin and yes, Jen, Jen for... Oh, for, oh you want No, I was going to leave Jen for last because Kevin and Jen were the, the ones most excited about this show. Okay. Oh. Okay, well, well, let's start with Brent. Jen and we'll end with oh. Kevin. How about Okay, that? sounds good to me. Jen, what did you think of Star Trek Lower Decks? It was so funny. <laughs> I laughed a lot. I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was only two episodes, but I honestly think that my favorite part of the two episodes was the opening credits. Uh-huh. <laughs> because I love the opening credits of The Next Generation. I think they're probably, well, I like Voyager's probably my favorite, but then The Next Generation. And uh, I love that every scene was just kind of making fun of it. <laughs> Yes. You know, they get sucked into a black hole. They clip the edge of a uh, asteroid or comet or something, and the whole ship goes dark. Just that one scene where they're flying, and then there's that big monster on the end sucking at their power. Yeah. Um, I loved it. So, But I found the actual show was really, really well done. It was very funny. Um, great humor. Uh, I can't re- I don't know any of the characters' names except for Mariner. There's Green Girl, Cyborg Guy, Smart Fry. And Mariner. <laughs> That's what I guess I'll call them. Uh, and I just love that each of them, like even right off the bat, they all have their own kind of personalities. Although it took me a little bit longer to get the cyborg guys' personalities and the others. But I mean, I love that mm. whole date aspect that they had. It's like they're actually living a life down there while, is it, while the upper people are just like freaking out about all this stuff going on. And meanwhile, like the lower decks people are actually doing stuff. And I like that they have the ambitious character who's like, uh, who wants to move up the ranks, but you know, they're also pointing out the flaws of that. So I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to more. I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. (laughs) Okay. That's my quick review. (laughs) I'll chime in for other people's reviews. (laughs) Ryan, what did you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. I think it's I think it's a good addition to the Star Trek uh, you know mythos the, the universe the no it's it's different uh, I I the characters are pretty uh, pretty good I I can't wait to till they develop more and we get to see more of them uh, so you know, I want to see more of these characters and their little adventures so it's a good oh, sign yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I totally I totally picked up that she was the daughter of the captain. Before they revealed oh. that it was the daughter of the captain. Yes, so did I. I was like, called it. Brent's like, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Neither did I. Oh, no. Oh, just, well, well the, the obvious family resemblance aside, um, just the way she would, you know, the, well, the way the captain was like, oh, you're friends with so and so, eh? I named her and then she, uh, and say, why is, okay, the fact, okay, the captain's showing way too much interest in this person. Yeah. And then the way that she just you know, disregards everything and is like so over everything, all the, the you know the rules and everything else, makes it seem like okay she's been, you know she's been living on a star on you know in Starfleet for her her whole life, mm-hmm. so that's why you know that's why she's got these experiences and that's why because she's been following around her mother a captain and her father an admiral, right? So she's like oh yeah I can see her totally I can totally understand why she'd be like. Yeah, I'm over this. Being, oh, I being forgot on the bridge about the spider eating the guy. 
<laughs> He's just trying to suck all the moisture out of him. Just relax. He'll, the he'll gum place. him for a while. Take him to warp core. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, 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 don't. Yeah, and I, once yeah, you mentioned that she was, you know, she's been, she's already done the first contact thing, and yeah, no, I, I, I I've been enjoying it so far. Part of my enjoyment of it too is because I recently have gotten Crave. So I could watch it on a Thursday morning before I went into the office and be like, hey, Kevin, guess what I've watched already? <laughs> so guess what Kevin went and did? Kevin went and to Crave. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. There are other things on Crave I wanted to watch anyway, too. So. Oh, yeah. But, I uh, can yeah, watch no. Letter Yes, you can. And you should. Everyone should. Yeah, Letterkenny's awesome. What did you think of it, Brent? Uh, I I enjoyed it. Uh, I kind of want to see where it goes. Like right now, with you know, to be fair, it's only two episodes in, and I liked what I saw. But it has a a definite possibility of you know turning left at some point where it should turn right. <laughs> Just, like there there is a lot of possibility to fuck it up. But oh, yeah. uh, the one thing I'll give it is uh we say this it's weird we say this about star trek and we say it about star wars when we like something is it it weirdly feels like star trek like it's it 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 got a lot of the star trek stuff dead on especially for next generation like jen and i did a rewatch of next generation a couple years ago and a lot of the kind of jokes we made throughout it, they kind of do riffs on that sort of idea. Like, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's just like, you know, making jokes uh, for fans of the series. But make it, like, it's, it's kind of laughing, us laughing with it and not, or I don't know how to describe it. It's not being it gets mean. It the joke. Yeah, yeah it's, it's picking up on the, sh- the shit in Next Generation that is funny when you look at it, especially from an outsider point of view. But it's not saying like, oh, are, are these writers were dumb kind of writing. You know what I mean? Right. It's, yeah. it's just taking it, turning it into a joke and running with it, but not at the expense of the, the stuff that had come before. Right. Um, so I... I, I, I <laughs> I enjoyed the 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 creature just like eating the while well, sucking <laughs> on the guy for moisture. I really thought that was funny. The 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 part with the Ferengi, how like <laughs> I don't know if it was meant to be a joke, but to me it it shows the obvious switch of the Ferengis that we saw at a encounter at Farpoint. To the Ferengis on Deep Space Nine, where they almost seem like they're a different species. Like yeah. we get that joke in that episode, so I, I think it like well, like we've been hearing, it's definitely a show that comes out of a love of Star Trek as opposed to making wanting to make fun of it. Uh, but that the guy could sure. go anywhere in the universe, and he wants to go to the warp core. The warp core. <laughs> but I like uh, the warp core. It's soothing. <laughs> I liked the uh, the part the part of the second episode where the the cyborg guy was going around trying to Rutherford. find Rutherford. Sorry, Rutherford was going around trying to uh, figure out 
what other jobs he would prefer to do than being in engineering and working in the Jeffries tubes. Yeah. Yeah. And how he was like, oh, he's such, he's so good at, you know, at, you know, in medicine, except he has a shitty bedside manner. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, the, secu- the, the security chief, he's like, well, here, let's try this program. And he makes them fight a bunch of Borg and his implant kicks in and he like kicks all their asses. And he's like, no one's ever survived that. It's a way to deal with I don't losing. Know. I don't know how to fight. I wonder if this thing does. <laughs> he's like, welcome to security. And then he's like, bring him in. And he's like, I don't know if I want to be here. I want to go back to engineering. And they're like, that's great. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way that they're, everybody's so happy and like, oh, follow your own juice. Be true to yourself. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, I have a feeling that he's probably going to become my favorite character. Just because I like how he's kind of, I don't want to, he's simplistic. Like he's not overly anything like he's he's very calm and he's very he knows what he likes and he goes for it type of a thing but it's like i don't he's know very anal attentive too though yeah i think that's funny though <laughs> but i don't know if it's the cyber implant or not because we never see him before he gets that thing but he's also yeah. very robotic and i yeah. don't know if that's because of that or you know that's why he got it yep and i i kind of like that in a character i think it's funny and Kevin, uh, the, what did you think i love yeah. it you're going to have to interrupt us. This yep. show is right up my alley. Uh, I love how how funny it is while also paying respect to what's come before. You can tell that Mike McMahon loves Star Trek. And this mm. show really is a love letter to Star Trek. I think the voice cast is amazing. Um, you, I, I don't know if you know who the voice cast is, but your lead character... Um, um, Oh my God! Her name just went right out of my head. Mariner. Um, Mariner. Mariner. T- uh, yeah, uh, Tawny Newsom. She uh, she's on Space Force. She plays the um, uh, Captain Ali on Space Force. Yeah. With, yeah, and uh, Rutherford. He was Pillboy on The Good Place. So you know they've got, they've hired really good comedy actors to play the leads, uh, which I think is great, and people who seem to really love star trek as well so i I just i've listened to a few interviews with them and i I saw a bunch of the writers at star trek las vegas last summer so i know that the people behind the show love star trek um i love the design of the ship i love that it it the ship feels like next generation with all the display interfaces and the the yellow grid and the holodeck um and the uh and the races that they use for even background characters yes there's there's Andorians and Bajorans and Bolians and yeah. So, like I said, this show is <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I loved episode two. I thought that was hilarious. The cold open with the omnipotent being. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stick him in the tube. Stick him in the tube. Which... Wait for like our great wishes. Okay. I'd like a new tricorder with an orange stripe, please. Purple. Purple stripe. Purple stripe. Whatever color. Then it doesn't have batteries. And she's like, why would I wish for one that didn't have batteries? <laughs> um, and that, I think, is a plot that's going to come back. Um, Do you remember how that, that scene ended when the, the omnipotent being was tiny and it stuck to the captain? And yeah. we never found out what happened after that. Wait, so, did it stick to the captain or did it just blip out of existence? That's kind of how I took her? it. But... I took it as it just blipped out of existence because it was so tiny. It just it bumped into her and went. Oh. I took it that it went inside her. 
that she okay. might be possessed by it. I mm. think we're going to see that thing again. Um, uh, so, yeah, I, I love it. And I think uh, I, I like the focus on the mi- on the quote unquote minor characters um, while the 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 bridge crew seems w- way full of themselves <laughs> and uh, uh, too important to care about our leads. Uh, the leads are the leads are really running the show. Uh, I do. Like I did enjoy when everybody turned into space zombies. I like that the doctor is a cat. <laughs> yes, uh, that's like reference it's... to the uh, animated series. Oh yeah. Yeah, there was a cat alien on the bridge in the animated series. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a shape changing alien that was red with tentacles. Uh, in the second episode, that was f- uh, when they were. Was it the Andorians? They were stopping the fight. The Andorian fight. Uh, yeah. yeah, that that was a, a reference to the animated series too. Like, pretty much any alien you see on this show has appeared in the canon of Star Trek somewhere before, mm-hmm. including those things that just look weird. <laughs> now, uh, I think we have to give a a, a small uh, a cheer for uh, Phil Lamar, who played the the voice of the Admiral Mariner's dad, yes. because this means. Phil Lamar joins the the rare ranks of people who has done both Star Wars and Star Trek. Because mm-hmm. he he voiced uh, Bail Organa in both Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm-hmm. And it also means that like if this show goes very well, that well I guess even not is like Phil has been involved with some of the best science fiction on television in some ways, or at least the universes. He, he was did multiple voices on Futurama, which I would argue was an excellent sci-fi comedy. Yep. He did, he did the voice of Jack in Samurai Jack, which is one of the best cartoons made in the last 20 years. He's the Green Lantern. He's Green Lantern in DC. Like he, If you look at his IMDb, he is covering all of the geek, like, mm-hmm. you know, bases. He's done stuff on Ninja Turtles. He did a voice on the, the Flash TV series. He was the voice of Ragdoll. He, he's, like, done multiple voices for DC stuff and, and Marvel cartoons of various sorts. And he's doing the voice of Hero on that new uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation uh, series that we're going to see from Netflix. Oh, the Kevin Smith one. The Kevin Smith cool. one. So, like, it, like you know, good on him. <laughs> so, uh, now, granted, we are basing this on two episodes and two episodes alone. I guess it's pretty easy to go thumbs up all the way around. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can't wait so, to see what happens. Thumbs up. Yeah, uh, we'll I watch I more. Don't, I don't think I liked it as much as you guys do, but I still really want to see the next episode. Yeah, you know, like so. Even on the lower scale, I still really want to see it. So, mm. but uh, yeah. So, so I, check it I've out. Gotta, before we leave the topic of Star Trek, I've got I've got a trivia question for you. You you said Phil Lamar's been on Star Trek and Star Wars. There are yep. two actors who have been on Star Trek, Star Wars, and Doctor Who. Do you know who they are? Oh, and Doctor Who. Yes. Uh, is it Tom Baker? No. Okay, because so, 
he because I know he's done Doctor Who and Star Wars. I didn't know uh, who is it. I'm curious. Okay, there are two actors. One is Deep Roy, that uh, uh, little person who played Keenzer in the Star Trek movies, the the okay. new Star Trek movies, and the other yeah. is Simon Pegg. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I That's guess only, not... and this only counts live action. Yeah. No, but even still, that it's yeah, because the, the animated. I don't know if Tom Baker's ever done Star Trek. I don't. Is think... it, I know he's done Star Wars. Like he did, uh, he was the voice of the Bindu in Rebels, and obviously he was one of the most beloved Doctors. But I, I don't know if he did Star Wars. I was just a shot in the dark. Or uh, Star Trek, I should say. Although his character did appear in the the Star Trek uh, Doctor Who crossover comic book. Yes, <laughs> yes, it did. In probably my count? favorite scene in the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, uh, check it out. It's available on uh, CBS Access if you happen to have that, or Crave here in Canada. Um, or on it is on CTV Sci-Fi. It airs. It airs Thursdays at 9 p.m. Oh, okay. There you go. So to follow that up, we have the the end of this episode, like we do every episode, Geek Picks. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, for uh, for some of us, feel free to promote what you have coming up next, because we, we all have kind of something going on. Yes, uh, yes, we do. Uh, so let's, let's start with Kevin. What's your geek pick this week? And, uh, when's the next Star Trek podcast coming out? Uh, so our podcast, our Star Trek podcast, Galaxy Class releases every Friday. So episode three will have just come out when this drops on the Monday. Uh, and we are starting our, um, our, I wanted to come up with a new way to look at every episode of Next Generation, so I put them in a giant tournament bracket, and we're making episodes go head-to-head and forcing the panel to choose which one is better. So once we get uh, through all 172 Star Trek The Next Generation stories, we will know <laughs> which is the best episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Now, uh, how, our, many, how many are you eliminating per episode? Like when you do your bracket on your episode, is it just the one head to head? One at a time. We're going to have content for years. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, uh, our first episode is uh, our first uh, head to head battle is between uh, the season two episode, The Emissary, which is the first appearance of Kalar, and this first season episode, Symbiote, which is the Drugs Are Bad episode. Okay. Yeah. Drugs bad. Yeah. So uh, it's fun. We're having a lot of fun doing it. And it's called Galaxy Class. And it's on the United Federation of Podcasts Network. And uh, yeah, give it a listen. I think you will enjoy it. Uh, as for my geek pick, I have just been turned on to a British panel show uh, that is very funny. And it's been running for quite a few years, but I have just been turned on to it. Do you guys know Taskmaster? Taskmaster is a very funny show where a panel of comedians, there are four comedians, are set tasks by the Taskmaster. And the Taskmaster is uh, Greg Daniels, who is another British comedian. 
Uh, Greg Davies, I'm sorry, very tall uh, man with, with white hair. You've probably seen him. Oh, yeah, he's hilarious. Yes. I like him. So he is the taskmaster, and he sets tasks for his panel. Things like they're given a ream of paper and, a, and an egg and told to see how high they can get the egg in the air without breaking it. Or, um, or they have to high-five someone who's 55 years old in a mall. Uh, at, while they're being filmed, you know, so you know, crazy stunts like that. The first task of every episode is that they have to bring something from home, which becomes the prize, the prize that they win uh, at the oh. end. <laughs> so Josh Bridicombe brought his trophy he won when he was playing Pointless when he went on the game show. Pointless. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's silly fun. And I like it. So if you like British panel shows and you like to watch people do, do crazy stunts, check out Taskmaster. It is on YouTube, and it seems to be official. It is on the official Taskmaster YouTube page. So, All right, Ryan. That's me. Well, you can find me on the Internet um, every two weeks here on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's where I'm going to be. Uh, okay, so I've got I've got a couple picks here, a couple a couple things. Uh, one, the new season of Letterkenny, or at least the latest season, season eight, is now available on DVD uh, or on Crave if you have Crave. Uh, I recommend watching it along with all the other seasons because Letterkenny is hilarious. Uh, the DVD sets are pretty cheap. They're what fifteen dollars, Brent. Is that what you paid for yours? Uh, yeah, fourteen ninety nine, I think. Yeah, so not bad. Uh, say like six or seven episodes a season, and yeah, they're they're very very rewatchable. And then my other little bit would just be that. Uh, so for you toy collectors out there, the retro carded Marvel Legends Spider Man figures have hit the streets. Uh, they've been spotted at Walmarts and stuff, uh, multiple sightings just today, where my brother picked up a couple for me. So I've got a couple of them. And uh, this new wave looks pretty good. It's got some uh, some awesome uh, characters in it. You got the classic Gwen Stacy, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, uh, a go- Green Goblin with a second head that's a Norman Osborn head. You got Electro. Uh, and I'm I'm missing. Oh, there's the Daredevil too. It's like a '90s armored Daredevil figure, all on your like classic old card back instead of being in a box. So if you're a mint in package collector, these look really nice for that. If you're like me and you gotta let them breathe, well, it's just a, a little bit easier to open the package. Uh, so those are out there. Go find them. Go buy them. If you do buy them, share your photos with us. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Yeah, that's a good idea. Next. Jen. Well, you can find me on the awesome podcast Sailor Snacking, which is the opposite week that this one comes out. So if you're listening to this one, Sailor Snacking will be out next week. Uh, and our special guest for next week is Kevin. He's coming out on August 31st. And uh, that's the one that I sucker Kevin into being on. <laughs> yes. And I love Sailor Moon. (laughs) We had a good time. So you can listen to me and Tracy uh, talk about two episodes of Sailor Moon at a time. And in between, we try an interesting snack from a local Asian uh, grocery store. So 
Uh, we've tried things like um, Japanese souffle pancakes, mochi. The last episode was cherry blossom flavored chips, which were very odd. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we try something cool and new every time. And we'd let you know what we think about it and whether or not you should go and try it out. Most of the time I say yes, go and give it a shot because usually they're good. So yeah, listen to Sailor Snacking if you like Sailor Moon uh, or if you just like listening to me talk. <laughs> um, and then my geek pick is uh, the novel Armada by Ernest Cline. I just listened to this. Um, uh, I downloaded the audio book that was narrated by Will Wheaton. And it was He did an excellent job of narrating it. So uh, if you liked the movie or the book Ready Player One, you should definitely give Armada a chance. It's about... Um, a kid who's lost his father. He lost his father when he was a baby and he kind of copes with it by playing a lot of video games, especially one called Armada where he is a starfighter pilot and he's fighting this uh, alien race that's trying to invade the earth. Uh, and then it turns out that maybe that's actually not a video game and it's really happening. So it's a really, really interesting book and I think everybody should read it. Uh, so yeah, listen to Sailor Snacking and read Armada. Now, is it just me, or does that sound a lot like The Last Starfighter? See, that's the thing. If you read the blurb on the back of the book, it even points that out. Oh, <laughs> But it's better. Oh. But it's better. Did you know <laughs> that they're making a Ready Player 2? They've written a Ready Player 2 book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm I'm curious, but I'm like uh, I don't know yeah. that it was the first book was so well done that I'm like do do we need another one? Exactly. <laughs> yep. I don't know, but we're getting. But I one. really did like the other one, so I'm curious to see it at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'll read it. Will Wheaton is recording the audiobook. He was excellent. For- he like did different accents and. Uh, he wasn't really good with the falsetto to be a, like a female character for the most part, <laughs> but you know he did a lot of he did different voices for the characters and different accents, which was really good. And uh, he he was an excellent narrator. All right, I guess it's my Lent. turn. Your so, turn. Uh, for those of you in the Barry area or just uh, able to listen anywhere to the radio around the world. Yep, uh, I host a radio show called The Dark Side on eighty nine point one Max FM. Uh, feel free to go to their website and listen live. It's every Thursday at nine o'clock till ten. Um, hopefully, it, it's still airing. <laughs> as far as I know, as of this episode, we're 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 going into two this week. So, I, I, I think the last one was okay. Um, it was have excellent. Heard, have you heard any response from it about it? Not directly, but a couple of people added me to Twitter and added uh, the show's Twitter to their feeds that oh, were cool. connected to any of us. And yeah, and one person joined the Facebook group. So uh, hopefully, like they, the the radio station has a really strong online listenership. Awesome. What the hell was that? What? Uh, it, it sounded like you slurped up a big bowl of soup. Uh, I was choking on a yawn, so that might have picked. And you might. I, it was pretty oh, silent wait. over here, so I don't know how the the the, the mic picked that up. But oh, we heard yeah. it. Yeah, we heard <laughs> Sorry. it. Sorry, I didn't even hear anything. So uh, there you go. Anyways, Sorry. yeah. So 
Thursday nights. <laughs> Tune into the dark side if you like goth and industrial and just weirdo music. Um, that you know, I like. Uh, I enjoyed it, and I had never heard any of the songs before. So there you yeah, go. I, I don't like that music, and I still enjoyed it. <laughs> I just tuned out the music and just listened to the talkie parts. Oh, see, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the music part too. Yeah, it's well, fun. This week we go a little bit weirder, so we'll see. <laughs> um, uh, as well uh, on this feed, uh, we should be. I'm I'm not sure when it's going up, but the day after us recording this episode, I am going to be recording an interview with a friend of the show, Fred Kennedy, to talk about his uh, Star Wars uh, audio play. I guess. Oh, cool! Um, audio yeah, book, that was uh, excellent. Mud seventy nine. So uh, I reached out to Fred, and he. Uh, that was more than happy to uh, agree to come on the show and talk about how a story that he's had in mind for years has become a reality in some ways. So, and we'll we'll talk about Star Wars because uh, Fred likes to say Star Wars is like pizza, even when it's bad, it's still all right. <laughs> and uh, and you know, uh, uh, finally, you, I just read this thing. And I'm just going to say it now. You can look for my Patreon and GoFundMe to send me to the Godzilla Museum where they have o- yes. opening up a zip line where you can zip line into Godzilla's mouth. I want to do this. Wait, so you have a Patreon? You want me to do this and give me money so I can go to Japan. He, he does now, Jen. Oh. Uh, I want to go to Japan. I- I've been to Japan. It's fantastic. You're not allowed to go without me, Brent. It was written in the fine print when we got married. Yeah. <laughs> My geek pick this week is uh, is sort of a repeat customer for me. It's Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips coming back with another excellent book that uh, I'm about halfway through called Cruel Summer. It's the latest uh, hardcover collection of their criminal miniseries, or, well, not their criminal series. And it is really good. If you like crime books and novels and movies, you why aren't you reading Criminal? It's been a fantastic read so far from start to finish. And this storyline is a, it's actually one of their longer uh, serialized storylines. It's probably the, the biggest hardcover they've done to date. And it's it's just really good. I don't really want to say a lot about it because I don't want to give a lot of it away. But it, it does kind of involve the father of characters we've met previously in the series and what happened to this guy. So it's Ooh. a real summer. It's a it's a very good book. And they're apparently because of their deal with image where they get to do whatever the hell they want. They're following <laughs> it up with uh, they're doing three like graphic novels that are kind of in the vein of like 80s cop detective shows like sort of like Miami Vice-ish but maybe like a little bit more violent Mm. okay yeah but they're doing them as graphic novels like they'll come out in these hardcover books kind of like European style nice like uh, one every two months or something like that I believe it's called Rebel and it, it looks good, but yeah. Cruel Summer, check it out. 
cool. next week on the podcast, we will be doing the news and probably talking DC fandom and something else. Something else will have happened. There'll because be two more episodes we, of Lower Decks to talk about. Yeah, yep. but like as, as a focus, we'll probably have a movie by that point. I think we could. When does Mulan come out? Uh, I think it, it I think month? we'll be recording the episode before it comes out. Okay, I'm just wondering. Yeah, and same with like uh, same with New Mutants and Bill and Ted's. I think uh, I think the way our recording schedule is going, we will be like it will be the weekend after we record. Will be all those movies come out, but we'll see. We'll have something. We always do. We always do. We always do. So say we all. <laughs> Live long and prosper. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you again in two weeks with the regular show, and next week with another episode of the Sailor Snacking. Yes, our Woohoo! Yay. Set your phasers to Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us. Get your face.